Hi, I'm Lawrence Pilar-Elephant, and you're listening to Motivation Muscle Radio 24-7 with host Eric Shirillo. What do you want? The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Today is the 17th of May, 2019. Um, before we get up and we do our um, intentions, um, there's a lot of things. Um, we got our pal Charlie Oliphant coming in here. We've been talking for quite a while offline. You know, contrary to what we hear so much about the world and people and all that. I, I want to say something that's really important, I think, and this is it. Your life is what you make it, number one, okay? Whether you want to have a happy life or a not happy life. But I want to tell you, because being out and about a lot, and you know how I love to talk to people, because this is what I do for a living, there's a lot of good people out there. And you shouldn't shy away from it. And you shouldn't be afraid to talk to somebody. And there's too many people that are going through that dilemma now all the time. And this is one of the big reasons with M&M. The idea here, and we've done it with so many people, is to connect them. I can't tell you how many people through Etched in Stone, through Motivation and Muscle, through Fiorello Barbell Company will send me notes and say, thanks to your show, your pages, now I'm connected with this person. This show, I mean, if you listen to Charlie or you listen to Stevie Shanks and stuff, they'll tell you flat out what this show has done. Now, this isn't even close to the mission I want to hit. Besides being um, a national show and all of us getting together wherever we are and doing something major on stage, and I don't mean just once either, my commitment more than ever is we need to start roping more and more people in here, whether they're young like Lawrence's age, Charlie's son, my nephew Danny, even the teenagers, the ones in their 20s. And look, we've got plenty of uh, people in their 40s and 50s and 60s that just are lost, man. And I know one lady, a friend of my mother's, very heavy, she decided to go to Weight Watchers. It's not going to do a damn thing to her. Now, would I ever say that? No. But the thing is, get the weight off and start exercising. You can't expect to drink something or eat limited amount of calories or whatever and sustain. This is what happens. Well, this is what we're doing, and this is why we are doing this. This is not your typical podcast. I've got the greatest athletes in here ever. And you can go and listen to so many great people that have done monumental things. But I think they would agree with me that it's more than that. Okay? And there's a lot of people out there starving for information. They want to get stronger. They don't want to be sickly anymore. 
and this is the idea of M&M big time. And there's plenty of things to teach here. I mean, we've got uh, over 1,100 shows right now. And the teaching in these shows is just unbelievable. And as I said, the more you listen to each show, you're going to gain gold on each one. So you really need to start thinking about this and spread the show. Tell your friends. I'm telling you right now, you'll hear, wait till you hear this show today. And Charlie's got some great updates for us. But I'm telling you right now, when you listen to what Charlie and I are going to talk about today, and the name of the show is Get Back. If that doesn't get your pulse and heart racing, I don't know what will. And it'll get you thinking, and that's what you need to do. So on that note, stand up. Take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Why? If you've been listening to any of our shows or you listen to my solo shows, I mean, the one I just did called Failure, So What? If you haven't listened to it, or even if you have, go out and listen to it ten more times. That show was absolutely brutal, and I'll give you just the basic gist of it. Who cares if you fail? Failure is opportunity, folks. Believe me when I tell you it. Go out and listen to that show. I believe it's maybe a total of 30 minutes, but it's lightning. And I'm going to be doing some more shows. I was telling Charlie before we came on here. I'm going to tell you what a barbell is and why it's the best piece of equipment you can ever get. Now, people might argue stones, sandbags, etc., etc., but I'm going to talk to you about why you need a base to get to those things. And Charlie would be the first one to say, uh, you're not going to go out and pull a 350-pound stone your first time out of the gate. Unless there's probably somebody in the world that's done it. But let me tell you, the majority of people aren't. There's things you need to do. I believe barbells need to be in everywhere. I'd like to open my own barbell school. I'd love to have a a young man like Lawrence and Danny in the room showing people. I'm telling you, you lead by example just like my pop says. Number two, go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc. That is our premier product. Buy it. It downloads real easy. The price is real easy to stomach. And here's the thing, most of all, there's 14 modules that could last you the rest of your life out there. And I mean that. Also, too, come on in and invest in our Prosperity Conscious page. There's a $25, 50 and $100 investment in M&M and FBC. How can't you not? I've gotten so many notes from people The money goes right into my PayPal account. It goes only to the business. And, I mean, I think the amount of material we give out for free, break a $25, a $50, or $100 down in 12 months. You buy Netflix, don't you? This stuff's better than Netflix by a mile. Because you know what? It's material you can use for the rest of your life. And we're just going to get better, better, and better. So plug in. Start spending some money here. It's worth it, believe me. It's going to be worth it for here and for you and down the road. I promise you that. Also, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Just go out and look at all the shows Charlie and I have done. There's, Like I said, there's gold in every show. Every show. Also, too, uh, sign up for our free newsletter on motivationmuscle.com. 
Um, it goes right to my MailChimp account, and you know how content-rich we are. Anything I put up will go to your inbox. Also, invest in advertising here. Um, you can't go wrong. And the prices are cheap, and I'd love to be able to shake hands with you for the next 30 years and make you a boatload of money in ourselves too because there's no way, contrary to what most people are told, you can do anything without money. And with the things we want to do here, we need a lot of money. And don't forget about our YouTube channel, Fiorella Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. And before I bring Charlie in, everybody knows that I've been working with Don G. Fardino. 8X Clubs, you can get $45 off the whole kit, but you have to put in MM19. Now, Donnie tentatively is supposed to be on here tomorrow. What we did was after the 10th sale of the clubs, the 11th person to buy a club gets it for free. I don't know many people are putting out stuff like that free. That's even after the discount and everything, I think with shipping, you're still talking 250 bucks. So if you're into the clubs or you want to get into the clubs, obviously you can contact Donnie at 8xclub.com or you can get a hold of him at, on Facebook. And I know he's on other social media, but to me, that's the best way to get a hold of him. And he will call you back when you go out to 8xclub.com. Don't forget, MM19, be the 11th purchaser of the club, you get it for free. Not much better than that. On that note, I'm going to give you some information on Charlie. Let me get in there. Number one, he's Scotland's representative for the International Highland Games Federation, Stones of Strength. He's a stone lifter, farmer, and and a Highland Games competitor. And don't forget... Art Blair Stones out on Facebook. Um, I'm sure he'll tell you a little bit about that. Charlie's going to do some updates for us. He's been involved, obviously, in a ton of stuff. And then we're going to break right into Get Back. And I know you guys are, and girls are going to love this subject because I'm going to introduce it a little bit where I was thinking about it. But I think for competitors like Charlie and myself and a lot of people, you're going to understand right where we're coming from. So, Charlie, you know it's always an honor. Welcome back, brother. Um, obviously, give out all the information, um, and we'll start the show. I want you to tell everybody what you've been up to, where you've been, and we'll go from there, brother. So, welcome back. Well, thanks for having me back, Eric. It's always a it's always a pleasure to be on the show. So, thank you for having me, and uh, excited to be excited to be back on. It's always a bit of an adrenaline rush uh, being yeah. one of your guests. Um, but yes, I think you did cover some of the stuff already, which I appreciate. Thank you. But uh, sure. yeah, I have, I have this, obviously, it's our Blair Stones event, which hopefully some of uh, your listeners may have heard of or even seen footage of. Um, but I have, a, you have a Facebook page, which is called The Art Blair Stones. And I have a YouTube channel, also unimaginatively called The Art Blair Stones. Uh, and there's obviously myself, Charlie, Blair Elephant on Facebook too. So um, if anybody has, anybody has any questions about any of the events or anything coming up, I'd be delighted to, to hear from anybody. Um, it's kind of poignant at the moment because I actually have an event quite soon on May the 26th. Which is in the grounds of uh, well, it's in it's near Glasgow, so this is probably going to be more relevant to uh, uh, people in Scotland, uh, unless they're mm-hmm. visiting as tourists. Um, but that's in the grounds of Erskine Hospital um, for retired veterans, and hopefully, 
we can use this as an opportunity to um, raise a bit of money to um, look after some of these uh, ex-servicemen of the British Armed Forces. Um, Some of them, you know, they require nursing, and uh, some of them have got dementia, and they're you know, they're kind of a lot of them are near the end of their lives, and it's just to make the the lives a bit more comfortable. So the, the Arbalest stones are always free, and they always will be free to take part. But if anybody, you know, would like to make a sort of some sort of donation, then it's going towards a, a very worthy cause. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's that obviously, and yeah, I've had a I've done a few little extracurricular strongman things um, since we last chatted. Okay. Uh, but but the main thing I wanted to mention was uh, was this event on May the 26th in the uh, in the Bishopson uh, which is in the grounds of the hospital. Let me let me ask you this oh, I mean I'm very interested in this. How did you get involved? I mean, how were you contacted to get in something this great? Uh that particular event do you mean or well, Yeah, for the veterans. I mean, how did that oh. all happen? Well well, I was contacted uh one of the, the main ladies who organizes it, uh, she's called Heather Clissett. Okay. And um, we had a, a communication and she had seen, I don't know actually how she was aware of the stones. Um, mm-hmm. she, she, I don't know if it was film footage or, or what, but she was quite keen on having them over at, uh, at Erskine. So uh, we were delighted to, to go last year and um, it was very popular. And um, yeah, we're just back for another year. So hopefully it'll become an annual thing. But what's, yeah. what's particularly good for us though is it because uh, I'm involved in this International Highland Games Federation uh, Scottish Stones of Strength um, yep. uh, competition? Um, it, 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 in terms of whether that location is for that one, it's quite far south. Um, so it, it's it's a bit of a drive for us. But in terms of a, a catchment area, it's great because yeah, it's more accessible to people. So I, I'm quite keen on that, that Erskine one just just for the location because uh, it gives us a chance to. Um, Get the grace and the good of, uh, sort of southern Scotland and see what they what metal they're made of. <laughs> sure, absolutely. I think that's great. And you know, you talk about a worthy, you know, so worthy, man. Because I know here there's so many veterans that a lot of them are homeless and you know, fam- no family, or if they are, they're estranged. And you know, when you go out and give your life to something, a cause that big to protect your homeland. You deserve a little bit more than eating dog food, in my opinion. And there's a lot of things I feel that need changing. And I do believe they are going to change. I think the United States right now is going to be going through a metamorphosis. And I do believe a lot of people don't like the way things are. But I'm telling you right now, you know, if you want to be gainfully employed, you got a hell of a shot right now. And things are just starting to move better and better and better. And I think America is getting a consciousness again. And, you know, my feeling with consciousness and all that. So I can't be a pessimist about anything. I don't care. I have to be optimistic. And I'll tell you why. And I want to, I'm going to go right back to you. I said this in the beginning of the show. You set the tone for yourself. You set your own reality by the way you think and where you want to go and what you want to do. And I say to people, and they look at me like I have three eyes. And it's like, why is it so hard just to be happy? Why is it so hard to say this is going to be a great day? I spoke to a neighbor today. You know, after talking to her for like five minutes, I I wanted to wash my head out in bleach. Okay? Now... Everyone's going to say to me, well, you know, not everybody, it it has nothing to do with me. 
I've created a way within me now and, and keep creating. This is what's going to happen to you if you do it. Nothing against anyone. But you're going to build this different style of thought. And what I told Charlie, because when we did that, I did a solo show about mind armor, which if you haven't heard it, you should go out and listen to it. It's almost like surrounding your mind with just, well, mind with armor. And what ends up happening to you is this belief system becomes so deep. Things that, like I heard today and a lot of other days, it's almost like someone grabs me right by the throat and starts towing me away. Is saying, you're not going to accept this. You're not going to listen to this. And some people say, well, that seems very cruel to be that way. That's not the intention of any of it. The intention is to create a reality within you where you are happy, where you are prosperous, where you're grateful to others. And when you can do stuff like that, let me tell you, you're going to be so far ahead of the curve, you won't know what hit you. And I'm going to go right back to Charlie, but I'll I'll leave this here. You think from within out. You act from within out, not out to in. And that's how most people live. That's why most people are extremely, extremely unhappy. It's all yours, Charlie. Let's go into... uh, um, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the event that Gary Clark was in for the disabled athletes. If you finish the other, if not, do whatever yeah, well, you got to do. And then no, go no, I'm, ha- I'm happy to continue with what I mean. Yeah, Ga- yeah. Gary, yeah, you referred to Gary's event. Obviously, I was a Britain's disabled strongman. Gary very kindly invited me down there. I think ostensibly to be part of the loading crew. But yeah. when I actually got there, it seemed quite apparent to me that the loading crew that were already there, who who lived in charge with the event, was okay. being held. We're, we're, we're totally on the ball, and yep. I did offer to help and everything like that. But I, I rather felt that I was uh, well, I wasn't going to be an encumbrance. But I think that things were in hand, so I was just I was delighted to be able to just sort of watch the enjoy the competition. And uh, you know, I'd, I'd never been to uh, I'd never been to a disabled strongman competition before, so it was uh, you know it was I really enjoyed it. And um, it's obviously every year it seems to get uh, bigger. You know, this event. Oh yeah, Gary. Yeah. Everybody's singing Gary's praises. You know, he's obviously done extraordinarily well, and and people seem to well understandably hold him in very high regard. Um, and uh, I didn't actually realize just quite what an impact. Um, he kind of has, you know, in that in, yeah. that, in that particular field, you know. Uh, and, uh, so, you know, it, it was great, you know, and it was nice to meet his family. And yep. I had a thoroughly great day, but I, I, I feel like I probably shouldn't. Well, Gary will be more of a fountain of knowledge about the actual specifics at the event well, than like, I am. Uh, yeah. I so I'll, yeah. I'll, I don't want to really uh, – I know that there's a prospect. I think that Gary's – going to be talking to you sometime and, and I'll, I'll very probably, shortly yeah yep, early so, so i'll hold off yep. I'll, I'll hold off and uh let let gary you know sort of take, do the honors of that but no thanks to gary if he's listening for having me down there it was wonderful and uh hopefully uh i'll get another invitation to come down next year um, i'm sure yeah now was magnus for magnuson was there correct yeah, I had supper with him. Well, oh, I mean, nice. He was, he was on my table. Um, okay. uh, Gary was sitting next to me, and Magnus was opposite me. Okay. And I, I made <laughs> it wasn't a mistake as such, but I remember as as a child, we were, in fact we were talking about this off air. Um, yeah. We were talking about the Husafel, uh, yep. the competition, and uh, with him and uh, Ted Vanderpaar yep. ultimately won it. I think Magnus adjusted the stone. Yeah, he did. So I was yep. so I was actually talking to him about that because it it was sort of ingrained as one of my childhood memories, and it was kind of interested to get his 
his perspectives on it, his perspective and his thoughts. And um, I, I've forgotten that, that actually, but that he actually lost the world's strongest man title from that slip yep. up. It wasn't, it wasn't actually just a question of him losing that Husafel carry that one event. It actually, he lost by one point. Yep. The, the whole yep. thing to, to Ted Bundy. Yep. And that and that had slipped my mind. Yeah. So, I so mean, yeah, with that had to hurt. It probably wasn't the most. Yeah. So he was he, he was cool about it. Yeah, but yeah. It, but it, I'd forgotten it was such a poignant thing, you know. And yeah. um, but no, it, it was it was fantastic to watch. You know, impressionable young kid watching strong man and seeing you know you know reminiscing about that stuff it was just fantastic. I think that. I think was, Magnus yeah. did say that I think Ted, Ted avoided him after that for quite a long time. <laughs> I, think, I, I, I think that he was maybe slightly uh, nervous about Magnus in case you know Magnus pulled something else out of the, the hat or, or did something. Where, where do you see? Where do you yeah. see in, in the in the land of strongman? I didn't mean to cut you off either. Uh, um, where do you see Magnus in, in, in the grouping? I mean, you know, we know Pujanowski, we know Ahola, we know obviously Kazmaier, John Powell. I mean, this guy was no slouch, man. I mean, but I don't ever really hear his name vocalized like a lot of people. But where do you see Magnus in this whole thing? Well, I mean, he's obviously a powerful guy. I mean, I, I saw some film footage of him lifting a uh, 300-kilogram deadlift recently. Yeah. I mean, he's still yep. very able. Yeah. Um, in, interestingly, there's a – I've forgotten the exact date, but in Wembley, there's a Giants Live event, which is – I think it's going to be a qualifier for World's Strongest Man. Okay. And um, Bill Kazmar is going up against – Magnus for Magnuson. Oh it's, wow! It's like, it's like it's like a friendly, you know. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. It's not serious. Well, it'll be serious for them, but yeah. uh, um, so that that would be a good indicator of just the sort of uh, they never quite overlapped. There, there was kind of they almost right. you know Kaz and Magnus, but um, I guess we're going to get yeah. In terms of his placement, though, generally, I mean, he was one of the earliest ones I remember. So I kind yeah. of. You know, I, I rate him quite highly. I mean, he, and, and he was never huge. He didn't seem no, to be he wasn't. No. massive, and he seemed to win everything. Yep. And I, was, and I was talking to him about his first World's Strongest Man competition, and it was through John Paul Sigmundson. Yep. Um, and uh, I think John Paul, he, he couldn't make one of the events or something. He couldn't make World's Strongest Man. So Magnus was trained in the same gym as John Paul. They knew each yeah. other really well. Yeah. So, so um, Magnus went in as like a sort of wild card replacement and ended up winning the whole competition. Yeah, he so, was brutal. Uh, no, he's um, yeah, I have a lot of respect for him, and obviously he's still very much active, uh, you know, judging now, and he's obviously very much involved with um, uh, disabled. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Well, he used to train Half Thor, but I think Half Thor's now got his own gym, Thor's Power Gym. But yep. um, I think yeah, Magnus was <clears throat> pretty instrumental in getting. Uh, I think he discovered him in, in getting. Yeah, he did. Half Thor started. Um. <clears throat> any any other big names there that we need to know? Uh, what it? Uh, oh, it well, it giant slive. I mean, oh, yep. I, they're going for for the world deadlift champion, you know, shits. But I mean, I was at Europe's Strongest Man not that long ago, and that was kind of the, the they were doing the log lift championships. Oh, I love but, it. But was, Brian Shaw was supposed to be doing some guest lifting, but he was he was a bit injured, so he he couldn't do it. But he was there. He was he was there as a presence. Yep, that's um, when that when that was where he uh, arm wrestled Lawrence, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was, <laughs> they had, yeah, they, they had some argy bargy, and, uh, and, and, and and Magnus for Magnuson was actually he judged that oh. just just to make sure. That, I, I remember. Sure that, yep. 
Yeah. Yeah, just to make sure yep. that Brian wasn't cheating. I think. <laughs> and, uh, but no, I think I think I think I think Magnus liked judging it. It was quite good because yeah. you know, he does. He's quite strict, Magnus. Yeah. If he's, he he and he's, you know and uh, it's not unusual for him to get booed in the crowd. It's all in good humor. But yep. he's very he's very professional. He's very yeah. strict. Yeah. So he does get a certain amount of flack from the audience. Yeah. Obviously, everybody everybody wants to see you know a world record this or a world record that. But Magnus yep. is an absolute stickler, which is what you want. Absolutely. It's like Magnus. I think he was judging that time when Eddie Hall, when he dropped the deadlift. Yeah. Um, and you know, again, there was a lot of booze and things there because, essentially, you know, sensibly Eddie had lifted it, but the rules were you had to kind of put it down, you know, gently or you yep. know, low, under control. Yep. So no, so he's you know, he's good at what he does, and and he travels all around the world, and he does all these giants live competitions as well. So he's he's very very active still. Yeah, and, I, I love it. I mean, still. he yeah, I mean that's awesome. What else you got, brother? Um, yeah, no, no, I was just yeah, I was just sort of ended up you know I don't, I've forgotten how yeah Magnus came up because of obviously with Gary's event but you know that, that's, that's fine no, that's, that's okay. cool alright yeah, just elaborating on, on no that. I want I mean it goes it goes totally um, and we're going to talk about get back and I'm going to just give a little brief thing everybody knows I'm a big fan of the Rocky movies and if you recall Rocky 4 when he fought Drago in Russia you know, we know, I don't care, you know, how it was all filmed. And I mean, the building and all that. And he was pretty much on his own at that point. And the thing that always stuck in my mind about that movie was when Adrian said to him that he can't win. And and before that point, he said, I have to get away from all this. You know, there he is standing in the hallway of his mansion. And I've been thinking about this for a long, long time. And when I suggested this to Charlie tonight, it it goes deeper than this to me. Um, I told Charlie, Charlie knows a lot of things that are going on here because I trust Charlie implicitly. Implicitly. Yeah, implicitly. Um, And some of the things I've taken on here at FBC in in the gym, some of the things I'm working on that if they come to fruition, they, they, might be a, they might be a little bit mind-shattering to people, what I'm doing. Maybe not. But I know one thing. I have the confidence to pull these things off if they go the way I want them to. And what they deliver with, whether it's stone lifting sandbags, bigger trap bar, whatever, bigger squat. Because the areas I'm working on, I know people do, but I'm doing it in a sequence on both of these things. And I was telling Charlie before he came on, I'm doing some big stuff with Matt Dahl of Sand Dune again. And it's all been in conjunction to Hoosa Steel stone walking. Real interesting stuff. Uh, I'll give you one hint if you're interested. Go out and read everything you can on proprioception. That's the connection of the feet to the brain. Go out and read about neurons, neurologics, neurolog- neurology. Um, go out and look at all the stuff. Um, I've been studying the hell out of that, among many things. Um, it definitely has a big, big basis with your lifting. It's different, totally. 
but I'm not looking for the same. So when I talk about getting back, you know, we, we, we've talked about in the past here where it's 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 not um, a thing where um, you'd be like, holy cow, even though some people do. There's nothing like for me to go out at night in a snowstorm and walk with a stone, steel stone, where the snow's up to my mid-shin, and I can't even hold the thing because my flannel shirt, with everything coming down, is is putting chunks of ice on the inside of the forearms, but yet I'm still out here. Or, you know, I, I'm not condoning, you know, st- having a, an Olympic bar sticking to your throat when you're front squatting, but those things happen. But with get back especially, you have to sometimes go away because you need to be one with whatever it is you're doing, whether it's an opponent and and a stone anything. You can make it anything you want. You can make an opponent. But you can't stay where you are because the environment is too soft for you. I mean, I can remember years ago reading an article, not a fan of his at all, Tiki Barber. I think he went up and trained with this guy in Oregon. I believe it was in Sports Illustrated, too. And we're talking no amenities, you know, no Mercedes, no, you know, uh, um, you know, silk sheets, none of that shit. He lived bare bones, ate fine, lived hard. He had the best year. He broke, I believe, uh, um, the record for yards that year in running, running back. And this is what I'm talking about. I think most of us, even though we don't realize it, and we start to see maybe a little bit of slippage here and there, or we go to a meet and we bomb, and we go to another one and bomb. Now, is this a mental thing? Yeah, it can be. But I think what ends up happening is, you get a little bit too soft with everything. You know, you always got food there. You got a nice place. Maybe it's climate controlled now where you train. And you don't have anything like pushing on you, driving you. You're just thinking to yourself, hey, look, I've done it before. We'll just train like this and go in and win. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But the reason why I'm doing this show is this. Sometimes you need to go out and reacquaint yourself to the harsh world again and it needs to reacquaint itself with you that to me is what's going to make you or break you in every single way because the thing we know more and more as you get softer or you start making more and more and this isn't everybody you know maybe you're out chasing the ladies every night of the week or maybe you're um you know you're saying well i, I don't, i'm supposed to train today but i'll do it tomorrow and then suddenly you start seeing things happening to yourself. And the worst thing that can happen to a guy besides somebody sucking all the testosterone out of his testicles is to suck everything out of your brain. And you no longer believe in yourself and you got doubt. That's when you need to take that voyage. I told Charlie, things go the way I want. I'll, I'll contact him. I'm going to come to Iceland and train there for a month. I know where to stay in Reykjavik, oh, not even Reykjavik. In Husafell, there's two hotels there. I'll go live there for a month. You know what I'll do? I'll go to Husafell every other day and go lift stones. Maybe lift the biggie, even if I walk at 10 feet. I will make myself get in shape with that stuff, with the stuff I'll use. Now, for anybody that's never been there, and I know it's becoming more and more on the map with people, 
that place is about as hardcore as you're going to get. And if you want to take the little trip into Reykjavik, you can go to Magnus's gym and train there if you want. I, I feel at that point, if I did that, um, I would be absolutely built as big as I could, squatting as much as I could, pulling as much as I could, and pressing as much as I could before I even stepped on Icelandic air. But that's what I'm saying. It creates a mood, an environment in you you can't get when you're living more or less the spoiled life. It's all yours, Charlie. I went a little bit long, but I want to get it all in. Yeah, I, th- I think that that – I don't think there's anything wrong personally with having a gap. If, if you, Let's suppose you've gone to the gym and things aren't working for you. You have a target lift and you don't yep. hit it. I think it is good to, to have a pause. There's nothing wrong with having a break, taking some days off, getting yep. your head straight, kind of getting a reality check. And maybe you've got a complacent or you just sometimes you need to think back what got you into the gym what got you wanting to get stronger what what was it that what was that impetus so rather than going through the paces and just doing the same thing over and over and over again and perhaps boredom's creeping in or perhaps the form's getting sloppy or whatever it is that time off i think is a good thing and that can be a very constructive helpful thing it can get your mind in the right place mm-hmm. it can give your body a chance to recoup if that's what the problem is um so yeah i mean that there's there's a lot to be said for that eric i would say that you the, 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 the mental state is is just as well your mind is it's the most powerful thing ever so you want to keep that yeah you know, but nur- you know, nurtured and fresh yeah. no you're right but you know you and i talked about offline men are solitary charlie and i share a lot of things with that solitary stuff and when I talked about get back, I, this is me talking. I'm going to go right to Charlie. Obviously, you'd have to have some things set up. you got to have your food. Maybe you have somebody there just in case anything happened, blah, blah, blah. But there's something to be said to take your ass out of somewhere comfortable and put you in a place where... You're going to have to kind of figure it out a little bit. Obviously, you're not going to be in your normal gym. Maybe you have something set up like a Rocky in a barn. Okay? But it's going to be different. And like anything that's different, we've got to get used to it somewhat. But we have to go in there with all guns blazing, too. And for me right now, I would would embrace it like you can't even imagine. Now, it's not that I'm not happy here. And I've got a super hardcore place. But as I said, it would be dynamite right now to get on Iceland there and go train in Husafell for one month straight. Eat differently. Eat how they eat. The whole thing. I know how to do all that. But it's the training. Can you imagine getting up every day, I've described it before, and walking because I would be in walking distance. Walk to that sheep pen every day. Have that in your vision. You can see it from 15 yards away. Think about that, what that would do to you and how that would change your life. You'll never be the same when you stepped on that plane again. Believe me. And what you have to do when I talk about get back, Charlie said it. You got to reintroduce yourself. What got you here to begin with? Why did you lift? Why? 
What is ask yourself? Why am I still lifting? Why am I lifting Denny stones? Why am I lifting Husafel stones? Why am I going out to my barn or my garage and literally feel like I'm severing my body in two? Why? Why are you doing that? Why? If you can come up with some of those answers, you're going to be able to do monumental things. You know, when Charlie and I talk about, you know, the Denny stones, the gathering, all those things. You know, the Ard Blair Stones. How great would that be to go over and train and contact Charlie or whatever he's running with an event and say, look, I want to be part of the Ard Blair Stones. I'm going, to, I'm going to be there. I mean, think about that. And think about getting ready for that. That there, you know, we talk about the mental stuff. The mental stuff is the most important thing you could ever do to yourself with anything you go after and accomplish. Because... Talent is only going to run for so long. And there's a lot of people with talent that are sitting on the sidelines. Why? Because they're too goddamn lazy to do anything. Or somebody kept telling them how great they are and they believed it and just never carried it out. See, when I say get back, you plant me in the middle of Oregon like they did with Tiki Barber. And you got to put your fists up and you got to fight your ass out of there. But here's something that I find with all this stuff. Being a man, these are built in us from the beginning of creation, in my opinion. Um, we were laborers. Charlie's a farmer. He's a laborer. I like doing any type of labor. Why? Because if you really listen to your body, which most people don't do, it starts setting things off in you. It feels good. It feels good to grab that wheelbarrow and push that big load of dirt or move some stones. All those things. And when you do things like that, I always say it's in our DNA. It is in our DNA. I'm, I'm 100% positive about that. But when you get into a situation where, you know, like I tell Charlie, go lift the Husafel stone. What would be better than going and working with that thing five days of the week? Eventually, I'm going to manhandle that just like anything. Why? Because I've conditioned myself in every way, shape, and form to do this. And a lot of times, you're not going to meet with that success if you're in the same place, planted in the same room constantly. I'm not saying you can't get stronger. I'm not saying you can't go over and do it. Many have. But my thinking is to become totally successful and change your life forever in every way, shape, and form, you got to go and introduce yourself to somewhere else that is very uncomfortable, that's going to crack your testosterone in two, that's going to make you fight like you're fighting for your life. You're going to feel like you're drowning. And you got to come through. You can do that. I'm telling you right now, the world will be your oyster. It's all yours, Charlie. It was interesting what you were saying about the physical labor and things like pushing a wheelbarrow and you know being with the elements and everything. And I think it all it all becomes you being aware of your body. Yep. Like for instance, in I think a lot of people, I think it's quite a common thing for if people want to even relax and stuff, one of the first things they kind of do is make you, you, you aware of your body. Like if your mind's all over the place, this, the weight of 
your, your body, your, your, your breathing, you know, how it's reacting. And in a sense, essentially what you're doing, when you're doing physical labor or you're out, is that you're aware of your body acutely so. If you're lifting a rock or a stone and it, it's like it grounds you, you know, it, yeah. it, it's, it, it puts you into the real world. You know, even if you're standing outside in bare feet and you, you know, you, you the sensations of the different textures, it's just all very raw. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it, it just, it was just something that you said about, you know, the, the, the sort of physicality of, of making yourself feel better and even getting back to basics and just being mm-hmm. more aware of yourself. You know, don't, don't be, don't be afraid to, um, Maybe you've gone off on some, you know, fancy training thing where really you should just be sticking to squats and bench presses and deadlifts for a while, you know, and just yeah. just keep it absolutely simple and just yep. progress from there. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's uh, yeah, I'm pretty much in agreement with, the, with what you're saying, Eric. You know, um, and taking the time off and getting your head around what what you're doing and um, kind of focusing on your on, on your goal. And again, what we've already said is. Why, why did you start this in the first place? Right. And, uh, right. But, but keep it interesting too. Like if you're doing the same thing over and over again, look for a different goal. Look for another target. You know, and um, you know, keep keep it keep it alive. Keep it fresh. And uh, m- maybe the goal's not quite as impressive, or it's a different stone or something than the one that you've already done. But it doesn't matter. It's still a goal. It's still a target. It's something to do. It's a stepping stone on the way to something else. And uh, it's the goal that's important. No, I to- yeah, I totally agree because you know what? We get complacent and things that we can do easy, we like to stick with it because we're successful. It's when you get put in a situation, like you said, get a different stone. Uh-oh, I can't. I can only get this up to my knees. Okay, what are we going to do? Well, you're going to do one of two things. You're going to quit or you're going to finally get the stamina mentally to go after it. And life is no fun if you're not going after stuff. To me, at least, it's not. I I have a hard time sitting still to begin with. And one thing is I hate complacency in anyone, especially in myself. And I was telling Charlie, i become this timekeeper more than ever now. Why? I love that word, why. Because once you don't do what you're supposed to do, you lose that day eventually, or you lose that time, or you lose lose that time with somebody you want to work with. And I just feel when you go away somewhere where you don't really know anyone, where you really have to think about what you have to do, when you have to do things because there's not going to be anybody there to tell you how great you are, well, you're going to either do it or you're not. Now, if you're investing in Iceland, or you say you go over to Scotland, and Charlie tells you a great remote place to go, and there's stuff there, and Charlie will check up on you or come lift with you every three or four days just to make sure everything's all right. Well, you'd be a fool not to take him up on that. Why? Because I don't mind getting stuck out in the middle of nowhere where I have no friends, I don't know anyone. That, to me, is what a champion is. A champion isn't somebody that's got to have the dinner bell rung for them or they wake you up at a certain time because most of us can't afford that kind of stuff. But my, oh, my, when you take the responsibility, as Steve Jack would say, shoulder some responsibility, when you know you've got to be out in that grassy field within an hour. And you got to have your heads on straight. Or you know when you're walking 
you know, it's 10 minutes to the sheep pen in Husafel. And on that walk, you can do one or two things. You clear your mind totally and think of nothing, or all you do is visually see what's going to happen there. Something I've done, been doing, I haven't talked about it much. We have talked about it on the show at times, is I've really gotten into ice-cold showers. Wim Hof, um, you know, he's a big guy. He, I don't know if we could ever get him on. I could, I guess, if I went after him, but that's not even important. And the only reason why I'm even giving him any publicity is because I'm still not where I need to be, but I do believe the benefit of cold water. And I've studied him a lot. I've listened to him a lot. And I think this cold water I'm doing, the showering and dumping buckets of water over my head, has really changed my training, too, and my whole mental disposition. Because the body, once again, is being put in a, a very uncomfortable spot, let me tell you. And what you have to do is you take it for as long as you can. And obviously, he talks about breathing. I do the breathing apparatus before I get in there. But let me tell you something. Very uncomfortable. But what's happening now, like everything, is I'm starting to really, really enjoy it. And I'm talking ice cold water. All right? I believe there's a ton of benefit to it. And as I keep doing it, I'll let everybody know. But these are some of the things I'm doing. I'm not talking much about anything. But I'll tell you one thing. There's a ton of stuff going on around here. And I'm a one-man legion. That's what I am. Um, There's very few people I talked about. I I talked to Charlie and a few others. But I I keep things very close to the vest about that stuff. Because um, I want to make sure I'm pretty tested before I say, okay, I'm going to turn this loose. Here's what you want to do. Maybe some people will, maybe some won't. It doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is I'm not afraid to put my ass out on the line in the middle of nowhere and go out and do something monumental. Even if people don't agree with it, even if they put me down, even if they say you're never going to make it, et cetera, et cetera. You know what it is? I make decisions quickly. I'm very slow to change them, if at all, and I have faith in myself. When you can capture that word faith, you win. But until you got the faith in yourself that I can go to Iceland for a month, I can call Charlie and say, Charlie, I just lifted the Husafel X number of times or whatever. I've got it on film. I've got another couple weeks. Maybe we can meet or whatever. That's what I'm talking about. Taking the chance, taking the risk on yourself no matter how the chips fall and getting put out in the middle of nowhere. Think about, even though it was the movie with Rocky, there he is out in the middle of nowhere. Tony couldn't help him train, Apollo's uh, trainer. He was pretty much on his own. And I love all that stuff, running out in the snow, up on the mountain, making himself literally indestructible. Literally. And one other thing about the cold water, it'll make your testosterone fly through your head. It's all yours, Charlie. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a mental discipline, isn't it, as well? I mean, you're toughening up your mind. You're preparing it for things to, to put you out of your comfort zone. So you'll yep. know with the experiences that you're going through. I mean, no, nobody really, you know, on the face of it wants to be sitting in 
ice cold water. <laughs> right. But, if, but exactly. if you can overcome that, then it also gives you the confidence that, well, if you can do that, then there's other things which perhaps aren't going to be quite as, as shocking, but you're used to it now. Um, if you can put yourselves in these awkward, uncomfortable situations, then, yeah, it's all discipline and mental toughness. Yep. So you're, so you're training yourself, um, even as something as, as basic as being in a particularly cold and unpleasant environment. But, yeah. it sounds, but it sounds as if you get used to it. I mean, it's not something that I've done regularly. I have had the odd sort of cold bath here and there, but not, not enough to really... I mean, do you get to a stage where you kind of get beyond that? You kind of get used to it, or is it always kind of unpleasant? You know? Well, I, I think eventually you will, and I want to go... One of the things that's on the list is I want to go on those tours Wim Hof does. I mean, it could be in Poland, it could be in the United States, anywhere. And I mean, when they're doing that stuff, they're up in snow in your shorts. That's it, okay? Um, Jumping in ice-cold water. I mean, I don't remember where he swam in the ocean, but he was in in water that should kill most people. I know that they injected him with a virus, and the virus couldn't even hurt him. All right? So there's a ton of merit. I want to say, I'm not positive, but I think he climbed a good part of uh, Mount Everest in his shorts, and I think he had to stop because one of his eyes froze or something. But this guy's a real deal, man. And now science is involved with him because they're seeing what happens. And, you know, that's what we talk about with, with Matt's uh, sand dune. You know, we talk about the proprioception, uh, you know, feet to the brain. But, you know, we're talking with the cold. You know, you can imagine what is going on, you know, endocrine, you know, neurons i mean it's just fascinating to see you know you're lighting yourself literally on fire now most people say well that's awful dangerous you know you could die blah 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 blah. well you know something you could die sitting there eating a box of twinkies which most people do now if i got a choice between up in a mountain and in the middle of nowhere in the snow with just a pair of shorts on guess which one i'm doing why because we talked about this, you're deeply constructing your brain to go somewhere that most people are never going to go. And I do believe a lot of us are set up like this. And I really believe, you know, we see all this unhappiness and they're down on everything, this and that. This is because we've been covering this stuff up, which we truly are, with layers on top of layers on top of layers for decades. And this is not the way to be. And the thing is, the world and people are, have been taught, especially probably in the last 30 years, that you shouldn't be uncomfortable. You shouldn't be manly. You know, you shouldn't want... I had a girl say to me, I don't know how we got, we got talking with testosterone and all this stuff. She says, why would you want to have a lot of testosterone in you? And I looked at her and said, are you kidding me? And this is the attitude. Um, why would you want to go out and hunt? You know, why? You know, how many times? I bet Charlie's heard it. Why are you going to go out and lift in the rain? Like it's been raining here unbelievably for months now. Why? Why do you go out in twenty below and let things stick to you? Why do you go out and lift stones after it literally tore your left bicep one time? I'm going to give you the answer. I don't know if I have an answer for that, but when we talk about DNA, 
and we talk about what revolves within you, it's almost it's a magnet. You know, we talk, you know, everything's magnetic you're dealing with in the world. There's magnetism everywhere. I could no more let go of this than I could uh, jump off a bridge tonight. Never happened. And I've talked about Jimmy and the Hulk. I mean, obviously that was the catalyst for everything. But it's even more than that. It's, it's, I don't, most people can't, I don't know, like I said, I don't know if I can explain it if there's words. But I'd be nothing without it. I guess that's the best way to tell you. And I could hear people saying, well, he can't have much. You don't understand. I bet Charlie can attest. I'm going to give this right to him. It's a base in your life that if you really understand what we're talking about here, physical culture, I, 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 wouldn't, I would no more sacrifice my left and right arm than I would sacrifice training. It's all yours, Charlie. Yeah, I mean, it's if you're doing training properly, I mean, it's 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 relaxing. I mean, I, I personally, I mean, I know that it's hard work and everything, but it's much easier to focus your mind on really pushing hard through those last few reps or something, and, and having all your concentration on that than than, than thinking about the sort of the fairly mundane, but in a lot of cases necessary things to do with everyday life. I mean, it's yeah. it's a it's a, I mean, yeah, I've heard people say that, and it may seem contradictory but training hard in the gym can be relaxing it's like a it's like a safe place <laughs> yeah know, it is it's it's it straightforward is. you know it's um it's uncomplicated you know i mean the ba- base the basics of, of weightlifting and getting strong are pretty basic you know i mean they're they're pretty straightforward and um yeah, I can totally sympathize with that. So when you step in that door and you've got your routine, whether it is with your gym bag or yeah. whether it's making a drink and, and then and then, and then then which exercise you're going to do first and you've probably already got an idea of how many reps you want to do and everything. So you, you're already working towards a target and nothing else matters in that, that space yep. of time. And once you've gone through that whole routine, then it's, it's, it's a really positive. It's, it's You feel you've achieved something. It's... Um, it, it, it's it's relaxing for that for that hour or whatever it is that you spent in that time. It's been your time. It's a privilege to have trained there because you can do it. You've had the time to do it. You know, it's it's a, a really worthy thing. And there's a lot of people that maybe are in a position where they would like to train and they can't. But you, you're right. lucky enough to be able to do it. So to do it and embrace it, you know, and um, yeah, just think how lucky you are. And it's it's relaxation time. You know, there's just so much going for it. Well, you know something? There's nothing like dreaming and dream big. Keep doing that. And that's what that creates. It's like one thing I notice when I go out and train, my mind is so creative right after that. I could sit on a bench for 20 minutes, and I'm thinking some of the greatest thoughts ever. If you could keep your mind running like that forever, let me tell you, there'd be nothing you you couldn't do. The world would be whatever you wanted it to be. The thing is, most people don't understand physical culture. That's why we repeat and repeat and repeat over and over what it's about. The problem also is most of these places people go to are a joke. All right? They really are. Let's be honest. Um, I saw a lady today in a place I went to pick up a um, drink. It's a, I'm not going to give them, but it's a local health food store. It's a chain. You know, the big thing now is everyone's doing these cleanses. Now, maybe they work, maybe they don't work, I don't know. But you could see looking at her, 
she's not doing any type of training. Now, if she is, she's on probably a treadmill or some type of uh, whatever they're running in these gyms for a machine um, set up where they go from one to one to one. That's not going to get you going. What you need is real physical work. You need something where you got to fight it and you got to get over the hump and then go to the next weight, okay? You need what they call resistance. But, like I'm sure Charlie can attest, and I can too, there aren't a lot of people, in my opinion, that are really great trainers. And a lot of these ones that are good, you can't bring somebody in like what I saw today and think you're going to stuff, you know, 10 years in in, in one week. It's not going to happen. And this is where things go awry. This is why so many people drop out of physical culture and say, it's not for me. It's not for me. I can't do it. Why do I want to do it? All I do is get hurt. Some of that's on them, but I can attest I've had enough people over here that have come over to get trained. Boy, some of the stuff that they're being taught, if you want to even call it that, and... um, I hate that word trying, but it is. They are trying to accomplish. It's criminal, in my opinion. You're paying good money, basically, to people that could give a rat's ass about you, man. That's what it's about. Let's shuffle you in, shuffle you out. Maybe in a couple weeks, if you last, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll start something else. That's why, you know, Charlie will say, I mean, Charlie trains with some people at times. I do at times, but I'm alone. And I like being alone. It's very hard for me, other than a few people come over here that I deeply respect, to sit there and say, okay, what are we going to add or strip off? Or, you know, like with all the new things I'm doing now to see if we can get everything in sync and it works. I can't do that if there's another person here. They're not going to be able to do that. You know, I, I and, that's, and, and I was telling Charlie, you know, a lot of aggression here. There always is, but lately, the other night was like, it sounded like I was going to blow the garage walls down, literally. Um, I run at different temperatures. That's what it is. Most people want to run at the same rate. I can't. I don't live my life like that. So I'm going to wind things up and give it right to Charlie, but this is what I would tell you. If you have the ability and you have the money, or even if you don't, but if you know somewhere that, is a real place to train, a real establishment with somebody that's had success, whether it's at the pro level or whether it's the strongest guy walking in your neighborhood, I would tell you to embark upon that. Because if you can put yourself out there and not be afraid, folks, and use that word faith in your life, faith and decision, I promise you that would be the greatest move you ever had. You will get back charlie summarize everything give out any of uh websites obviously ard blair um take your time and uh i'll sign off and we'll get you set up for another show brother Eric, yeah, well thanks again for having me on the show because i mean it's it's always a joy i learn things all the time you know i mean you're always it's the whole physical culture is a learning experience and yep. uh I do pick up things from you every show. I'm glad. I do. I, I, Thank I you. Sort of ponder about you know afterwards. Um, but yeah, I, I have uh, 
the, the Facebook page, uh, which is the Ardbear Stones, if anybody wants to see when the events are coming up. They are, they are all in Scotland, but of course, if anybody wants to jump in a plane and come over... <laughs> I'd love to, man. I'd love to jump on it tonight and see you. Uh, and, and there's obviously a YouTube channel if you want to see lots of people in action. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, yeah, Eric, what you're saying, you know, going back to what you're saying... Um, one of the again, one of the things with the physical culture, like some of the best meals I've ever eaten, yep. are, not, are not because of what has been on the menu or not because it's been something really fancy. It's because I felt I've earned it. Mm-hmm. And 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 if you're doing weight training or whether it's hard labor or something like that or something physical, it, things taste nicer, yeah. drinks are nicer, food is better. You feel you've earned it. You you feel. You know, it, it goes beyond just the weight. You know, yep. it's it, you look at life differently, and yep. uh, I think it's more sort of life in general is more self fulfilling. So I thought I would just add that in there. No, uh, I d- hey, hey Charlie, I'll tell you what, you deserve to treat yourself well. Okay, most people don't do that to themselves, and you're right. Things taste better. Life seems better. That's why I said. When I get done, I can sit on that bench for like 15, 20 minutes. I have the greatest thoughts ever because you're so connected to everything at that point. And most people never find that connection. It is, you're, you're right on spot with that. It, it, it's good to be good to yourself and you should never shy away from that. But go ahead. Keep going, no, no, brother. I mean, that, that, that's it. I mean, you, you, uh, the farm manager who, who works here, he says, you know, if, if it's been a particularly tough day or a hard day, you'll say you feel you've earned your, your meal. Yeah. And he's right. You know, you, you feel you've earned it. You feel you deserve it. You don't just feel like you're coasting through life. You feel right. like you've done something. Right. And uh, it's just a small thing, but, you know, it's, yeah, everything starts with, you know, small steps and everything. Yeah. But, yeah. no, honestly, Eric, I think, you know, I, I think I've pretty much covered okay. everything about the stones. Okay. Again, once again, thank you very much for having me on. It's always a pleasure. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'm looking forward to listening to your next podcasts. All right. This is a killer show. So I'm going to – I'll have this up. What's tomorrow? I, I got um, – I'm trying to think. What do I've got to do? I've got to put up um, Elliot Hulse tomorrow. Charlie's will be Sunday, and I – I don't know what the rest of the week is. I didn't look at the schedule. But this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. As I said, go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc. Number one, you heard what we talked about. Stuff like that's all over those 14, um, basically, what I talked through. Um, There's just 14 pieces of software there that will change your life forever. But it's like everything. Faith decisions make them quick slow to change them also too don't forget about prosperity consciousness page on fiorello barbell co 25 50 100 which is nothing i mean break any of them down over a year it goes right to my paypal account and goes right into fbc and m&m i don't know what else to say other than you know i know the feedback i get and um you know, you give and give, but with giving comes return. And I know most people don't even want to hear that. Too bad. You want to listen to this stuff, you should give something and, you know, just be respectful like that. I don't think that's a lot to ask, but that's up to you. Also, too, go out to uh, motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. As I said, this show will be up Sunday. Go out and look at all the shows Charlie, Charlie and I have done. I mean, it's gold, man. I, no one's got shit like us out there, man. 
I don't care if they're bigger or more popular. Go out and listen just to the inspiring tone all the time here. I mean, we go right for your throat. We want you to succeed, and you got to want it too. So get out there and look at everything. Also, too, um, sign up for our free newsletter on MotivationMuscle.com. Tons of content. When I get things out, it will go to your inbox. Also, another great way to help us out, buy some advertising here. I would love that. I'll work with you diligently, and we will make a lot of money over the next 30 years for both ends. And tell a friend. Tell a friend to come on in. Also, too, don't forget about our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. Um, if you would like a show, a particular show for Charlie and I to do together, Fiorello Barbell at NICAP.R.com. We're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. That's what we've gotten. We thank everybody for that. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on AHA Directory for your car. That's pronounced A-A-H-A. We're all over the place. Um, if someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give them five words to inspire. Five words will change your life. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You don't know what people are going through. If you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, um, squat it. We always got a squat here. And if you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And our pal Paul Thor who's a mutual friend of Charlie and I's, loves the dust, man. Um, a lot of times when um, you'll see stuff on um, etched in stone, he'll make a comment like that. And uh, I've never met Paul, but he seems like a hell of a nice guy, and we are glad that he's part of the family here. So remember, Paul, turn him into dust. Also, too, um, the great Hoosa Steel Stone Crusher says, Domination in Blood Red. We dominate the field. We dominate the path. We don't follow anyone. Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, who's been listening to Eminem from the beginning, when I hear your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping through my speakers. It's a tidal wave now, brother. Tall and wide and getting bigger, bigger, and bigger. Frank Klein, my greatest college professor in business. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters never win. Winners never quit. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. And I think this weekend I'm going to go down and see he and Jimmy at the cemetery. Got some things to talk to him about. And I love going down there to, to talk to both of them. Um, uh, John, John Ridge, greatest chiropractor ever. He'll be gone four years. John died of cancer in August. He'd walk every patient to the door no matter what and say, keep smiling Say that to yourself over and over. You say that right now. Keep smiling. Keep smiling. You'll literally get a smile on your face. John was the best, and I miss him tremendously, believe me. Also, too, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell 100 or more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof right off your house. Stick with us. We need you. You need us. And tell some friends. Join our Etched in Stone page. Join our Etched in Stone for Kids page. Fiorello Barbell Company's out there. That's getting more and more hits. And, of, co- and of course, the Kingfish, MotivationAndMuscle.com. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anything else? Um, before I sign off with Charlie, remember, you're all winners, champions, and unstoppable. 
And I can keep saying it to you, but until you believe it and repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat, it's not going to happen for you. So start thinking about that. And not only that, get back. If you're thinking about something like that, if you're thinking about a trip over to Scotland or Iceland or wherever, get back. I'm telling you right now, you will love what you will become. Charlie, killer show, always. And it's always an honor to have you on. I enjoy speaking to you online and offline. It's a blast, brother. Well, it's an honor to be on the show, Eric. And thanks once again. And, uh, yeah, have a great evening. Thank you, and you too. And remember me to Lawrence, man. Absolutely. Um, this this kid is phenomenal. I, I just love to hear the stories about him. So, like I said, this show will be up on Sunday. So, you know, we always say the world is asking something from you, and you can ask something from it. But go out and do something. Go out and teach a Lawrence or a Danny. They're looking for you, believe me. And you know what? Don't ever think you don't know anything. You'd be amazed at what you really do know. And if you have people around you that say that to you, you need to go find some new friends. So, for Charlie Oliphant, this is Eric Fiorello. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you again soon, and have a great rest of the weekend. Take care, everyone, and lift brutally heavy. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.